Evan Daly, welcome to the Social Circle Podcast. How are you getting on? John, how are we keeping? What's the crack? We just had a bit of a, a, a blooper. The, the introduction didn't go according to plan there, but but it's take two. What is the crack with you? All good now, all good. It's been a fairly mad year, hasn't it, I suppose? Um, I suppose we're nearly coming up, we're coming up to the year mark now since I... Since I messaged you, and I suppose nearly, I suppose probably only about a year online now. Um, so it's 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 been a crazy year, like I'm sure it's down to yourself, social circle. It's been a fucking whirlwind, so it has, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's why I wanted to get you on because you're the first person that I literally took from. Basically, obviously, you didn't have nothing. You had a, a thousand followers. You had an in-person coaching business, but took you from someone that was in person, no social media following, and give you the blueprint in order to build a massive following, build an online coaching business. And um, it was just, you were one of the first people that I tried this on and developed the blueprint and developed, right, this is what works for posting. And then the success that you had was just fucking mind-blowing. Like to say the least, like you're up to like 150,000 followers, probably close to a quarter of a million now if you add up uh, TikTok, TikTok and, and Instagram. So I'm sure that's something that you probably didn't expect when you, when you first reached out to me. That's the thing, and I think that was a good thing as well, not to expect that to happen in in such a short frame of time. And you know what I mean? Like I didn't expect it to happen in a lifetime, realistically, and that's me being completely honest about it because I didn't really think it was possible. Like I suppose I saw you obviously, and I saw the growth that you were after having, but at the same time, I was like, "This isn't possible for me." Like, do you know what I mean? But yeah. I just knew if I can get a fucking smidge of what you had, I was like, happy days, you know what I mean, in regards to the the following amount and just, just what you'd nearly achieved, you know what I mean? So I was content with that. So then when you were basically saying to me about what is kind of possible, I was, at that time, I was like, right, I'm expecting this to be a five, 10-year thing, you know what I mean? And I think that was actually a good thing in a way, Um, to be honest, because I wasn't just like just praying that each single piece of content goes viral i was just putting in the groundwork kind of you know what i mean yeah oh um, exactly exact same, exact same as me you know i just want to interrupt you there because i feel like there's a lot of people listening who are at that beginner stage and to see what we have to see the following to see the businesses and they want that straight away whereas at the start when i started posting i didn't like i seen people like james smith jordan sat but i didn't like i didn't i wasn't like oh i want what they have straight away i was all like this is going to take me years and years maybe mm. five ten years but if i get there eventually i'll be happy so see just taking each video one one day at a time one video at a time i'm not expecting this mad growth not being like oh if this doesn't do well then I, i'm a failure if like if i don't go viral after a few weeks or even a few months i'm just going to pack it in but see actually having the expectation that look this might take me years to, to find my rhythm to get going but you that's why it's important that you're actually passionate and you care about what you're talking about you care about trying to help people because i feel like um a lot of people get into social media and a lot of people get into business and since this is a social media and business podcast and you're probably used to you'll, you'll be used to people saying like oh it's all about th this it's all about here's the systems to make money here's the systems to grow a following but the most important thing, fuck all that for a second. Obviously, we'll, we'll get to that. But if you don't have something that you're passionate about, you're not going to be able to get up every single day at the start and post videos, even when they're not doing well. And the people that tend to do the best aren't the ones that are chasing following and chasing numbers right from the start. Obviously, once you start saying that, you're like, oh, fuck, this is working. And I was mm, guiding you in the right direction. But you just genuinely want to help people. And I think that's that's the most important thing for people to understand. Like, if you, had, if you only had a thousand followers still, I think that you'd be posting every day. I agree because it was it was the reason that I suppose I wasn't posting every day is that 
to be honest, I was just clueless at the time. Like I didn't really like I wasn't at the time. I wasn't really push really aimed to push me online at the time because I was kind of full with in person. So I was actually still making probably nearly four or five grand a month, basically. Like you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. I was content with what I was uh, what I was making. You know, so I wasn't really like. But at the same time, I was thinking of longevity. Um, so that's why I wanted to kind of push online a bit more. But when then I started kind of posting a couple of bits of content I was, and the amount of people that would be just messaging, even when you don't have a big following, like, geez, that really helped me. And mm-hmm. even if you're just even at home, you're in the local area, like people would be like, that actually makes sense. You're speaking a lot of sense. You know what I mean? I get a kick out of that, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. think if you don't get a kick out of helping people, you're 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 in the wrong game. I went into it. I went into personal training and stuff, I suppose, with the idea of wanting a job that I kind of liked, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? That I actually liked. And I wasn't, ex- I was literally just expecting to kind of just scrape by, you know what I mean? But I just didn't mm-hmm. want to be in a job that I hated while I thought I was going to be doing engineering. But I'll get into that in a few minutes anyway. But basically, like, I wanted uh, I wanted a job that I liked. So that kind of stood to me, I think, going forward, because that kind of, even if I wasn't expecting to make that much money, I was doing something that I wanted to do and I actually enjoy doing and I, I just enjoyed helping people, yeah, like yeah. I suppose, you know what I mean? So you need to have that first. Obviously, then the other stuff comes after, doesn't it? Yeah, 100%. And that's the thing as well. See, even if you're posting, say, if you're in the fitness niche, you can't post things that other people are posting just because they're they're doing well. You need to post things that you relate to and you actually enjoy talking about and that's how you'll be successful because oftentimes people like they'll say that i uh, do recipes and then they'll just start trying to do recipes when you can tell that they clearly aren't really into it and they're just doing them to to try and get views so it's important to have a clear outline at the start like this is what i actually enjoy and this is how i'm going to grow because just because that person grew by doing this or posting about that doesn't mean you have to do the same thing and i think we could go into a a load of different rabbit holes here and we already have but let's backtrack a second just to i haven't even got the first question out yet because (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh for anyone that doesn't know you Give the give the backstory where you started, what you were doing. We've already talked about it briefly, and then just where you are now and what you're doing now. Yeah. So from where I first start, I suppose like I'll I'll just give a brief kind of background of myself, right? So I was a jockey for a few years first, right? Four years, and that was grand. I finished up racing after probably yeah, basically four years. When is that is that video still on YouTube of you running on the, the track? <laughs> yeah, what did can you see the image fitness podcast? Did, did you see the image fitness podcast? No uh yeah I, I, they, they had it up on the the screen didn't they, they yeah so they uploaded it on youtube but they have the thing there in the fucking screen and oh it's, it looks brutal yeah but uh we'll we get into that another day <laughs> <laughs> wait just in case anyone's confused there when, when evan was a jockey he was after doing a race and he was all dehydrated and like he didn't basically didn't know where he was and he would just that walked onto the track while there was horses jumping over to it and literally nearly died. And there's this just video of him walking onto the track and then all the horses jumping over. And I was like, holy fuck. So I had probably another, I had basically two more pounds to kind of take off me in water. So I was like jogging on the track to take that off. And I'd always walk the track before the race and I just to see what the ground is like and all that crack. And uh, I just went blank. I didn't realize it was Anthony on, just a complete blank moment. And jogging along, I was listening, I was listening to George Ezra, Hold My Girl, that song. And uh, I actually remember the song <laughs> so clearly. And I was in the world of my own. Next thing, I felt the ground vibrating. And then I just heard screams, looked over my shoulder. And there's a wall of horses coming about 40 miles an hour. Um, But yeah, that was fucking raw now. That was, that was a rough day. But basically... <laughs> 
from there you decided after that day you want to be an online coach not a jockey (laughs) yeah yeah sitting in my little hibernating here in my little room (laughs) but from that um not obviously from that moment but i went from being a jockey to not having a clue what i wanted to do basically right so i moved and i did i came back home did a personal training course still didn't think there was a career in it um, didn't think it was a career in it at all, to be honest. Um, and just wasn't. I, I wanted at that point. I wanted a stable job. I wanted like a nine to five job where I was like, right, I'm after doing four or five years here now, where I like serious pressure, working seven days a week. Um, I I just found it was tough going. Like you know what I mean. You're basically working for yourself as well, right? So I thought I wanted to kind of get a nine to five job. So from there. I did the personal training course that brought us to kind of February 20, uh, 2020 before when COVID hit. Um, and I was like, right, I've the search here now, that's grand. So I went into just a factory job for 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 a period of time. Um, I'd say about eight or nine months. But I actually decided then, let's say, uh, just after that factory job, I was like, right, I I'd applied for engineering because that's what I thought was stable, all that crack, even though I absolutely hated it like I, I if someone said right when i was in school if someone said pick one job that you should not go into i would have probably said engineering because i brutal at maths and stuff but i don't know why i picked engineering and i that was grand past that year only because it was covid i'm sure i was like cheating exams and because like you're all online you know what i mean so you have everything there so it's grand like you know that's the only reason, <laughs> reason i passed it so i still thought that i was going to be going i, I it was january 21 right and it was january 21 and I hit a fucking low point. Like I didn't know where I wanted to go. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was like, where? I just had no vision at all going forward. Like, um, so from there I decided to, do you know what now? I'm going to open up my own studio. Obviously this isn't just like light bulb moment. It was like over a, a couple of months. I opened up my own studio and I said, I'm going to just do a bit of in-person It'll just get me through. I, I, I'm not going to be miserable doing it. I want to just have a job I kind of like doing and because I don't want to be working for someone else in a restaurant, pub at the weekend to get me through college. So my intentions at that time was to do that part-time while I was going back into second year in college. But did it, opened it up, pumped probably, I would say, 10, 12 grand maybe into it. And I, um, so, so really like I wasn't make, going to be making any money for, for a good while because I thought mm-hmm. I was going to be doing a part-time, you know what I mean? So yeah. I, was, I was at a loss for, for a long time there. Right. So I decided then that I would, after about a month opening, I was like, right, this is after taking off. I was nearly fully booked in person mm-hmm. and people then after a couple of months started getting results and then referrals started coming through. Mm-hmm. So it was just basically took off me and I was doing mad hours then from then on. And I was like, right, I'm not going back to college. I'm going to give this a proper go because I was content. I didn't care the hours I was working. I was just happy out, right? So from there, I that, this brings us up to November, just gone by basically. And I was like, realistically, how long can this last? Like if I have kids in 10 years time, I'm not going to be able to yeah. do these yeah. hours. And like, I literally had uh, everything was work. Like everything I was doing was work. So I was like, right, I have to think somewhat long-term here and be somewhat use my head a small bit so then i was following you for age i used to be listening to you there and hear your podcast walking around <laughs> locker a there remember walking around the lake <laughs> and uh, i don't know how i found you like that but basically i uh one day i saw you with a question box up and i don't think you even meant for anyone to really pass any remarks of it but maybe you did maybe yeah maybe you did i'm not sure actually but basically it was just someone asked you um are you taking on any business 
or social media help or some business business clients or whatever and you said uh no i only have like a couple and i'm not taking on any you actually said i'm not taking on any but i said feck it i'll message you anyway and so i messaged you and you replied actually fairly snappy to be honest um which i wasn't really expecting and we had a conversation and i just basically explained that i just want to post online a little bit more i've no idea where i go social media i've no idea i was basically lost reading that regard you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's where it kind of all kicked off. Yeah, I was sort of dipping my toes in the water with the whole like social media and business coaching because obviously I was still like the new kid in the block. So I didn't want to mm. be straight out saying, oh yeah, I'm taking on business clients now because people would be like, what the fuck? So I was just like, I'm going to do this behind the scenes. Like, and then yeah. once I get the results, then no one can say, oh, you can't do that because I'm like, oh, well, actually look at this person and look at this person. So when people were, I wasn't like full on advertising it, but if people were messaging me and then I was looking at the profile and I was like, yeah, right, we could, we could probably, we could probably do something. So this is, that was up until working with me, what happened. Uh, so for anyone that doesn't know, obviously, this is a social circle podcast the social circle is the course now but before i started the social circle i basically had to like i done i used the blueprint myself but i couldn't just go and launch a course um the social circle course to help people with their social media and business without replicating my results and other people before launching like a, a massive group course which obviously mm. is, is, a, is a success now as you can see by the results on instagram so i started working with people uh, on a one-on-one basis to help them with their social media and business and basically give them this blueprint at the start the remember we had our first zoom call and i sent you like a word document with the blueprint yeah, yeah. on it that's yeah. how it started that's how it started so i i had this like secret formula and it was literally just in a word document now there's this full fancy course with all these presentations and things like that but that that was the blueprint is still the same it's still probably in that word, word document in your google drive but i didn't give a shite about that you know what i mean like i didn't pass any we had the call and like to be honest yeah i wasn't actually expecting to get this big massive amount of stuff to be honest you know what mm-hmm. i mean i just wanted a bit of guidance and to be honest knowing you i could relate to you to be honest because you weren't trying to be perfect on social media yeah. you know what i mean and i think that's why i clicked because there's so many people out there now i think that and it's one thing that'd be a red flag for me if a person is talking absolutely perfectly if a person is sitting there they're moving their hands yeah. in like a really like just really perfect way you know what i mean do you, I do you ever hear do you ever hear around. the guys and they're all like hey fit pros if you want yeah. to scale your business and here's a free email for my lead gen to get you new clients and new referrals and scale you to six figures with nowhere like shut the fuck up lad. shut the fuck yeah. like you don't talk like that in person i think that's what attracted a lot of people to the social circle they're like because see most most social media and business people not all but most once they start doing it they don't, they're not themselves anymore. They start talking differently. They think that they need to put on this whole act like, oh, if I'm uh, coaching people in business, I need to talk like this and do this and say fancy words where I'm like, nah, everyone needs to chill the fuck out. This is how you grow social media. This is how you grow a business. And this is what people want. They don't want the whole fucking, oh, I'm I'm suddenly a different person because I've got a few followers or I've started making six figures. No, if you morph into a different person, that's just bullshit. So I do think that's what attracts a lot of people to the social circle and my coaching. Yeah, no, I agree big time. I agree big time. And like, really, when you think about the people even you've attracted, like there, there's an awful lot of just, just sound normal people. Mate, in the see, circle. see the group. I, I literally put up a post earlier. I was all like, you user in this Facebook group, you have access to 300 like-minded individuals. So many six and seven figure business owners, even the ones that don't have large followings yet that have just joined. They're, mm. they're extremely smart people. And the group, what I've found too, 
is everyone it's not like you know where a lot of time when people are growing social media there's like jealousy and like oh he's doing that yeah. i can't believe whereas everyone's actually just trying to help and support each other so i i, I think it's uh, it's fucking cool like I think what there is is that there, there's no jealousy. There's everyone wants each other to succeed, but at the same time, that's a bit of like you're blown up. I need to start going. You yeah. know what I mean? Which is really good. Like I think. Uh, see, see what you'll often hear people say. You'll hear people say comparison is the thief of joy, and I used to believe in that statement fully, mm. but now I think comparison, as long as you're not getting emotionally attached, is a source of inspiration. Comparison is a source of inspiration. So if you're looking at other people within the group and they're blown up you're not you're not having your joy ripped away no. from you from seeing that you're like like it's different if you're someone like say i'll I'll talk about it in terms of fitness like you're comparing yourself to a fitness model and expecting to be there that's that you're you know what i mean that's the thief of joy but in terms of social media and business when you see other people doing well it shouldn't be like oh i'm not going to compare myself to them it should be like holy fuck they're doing that i can do that too yeah i agree big time and that definitely is a driver for me as well every day to be honest just seeing other people and it's it's one reason why like i'd be like right need to double down here now you know what i mean mm-hmm. um even looking at let's say even like paddy everyone you know what i mean everyone's fucking mm-hmm. blown up so you're the kind of it's just that driver and i think that's only healthy to be honest as mm-hmm. you said once you're not absolutely just stressing yourself out but once you or once you can use it to kind of push you on that little bit more like that's only a positive in my opinion yeah. I? there there's a, there's a key difference between putting off your happiness until you reach a certain follower goal or seeing other people <laughs> that are doing well and using that as inspiration you're never going to be happy with the amount of followers that you have no. like it, you're not going to hit a five hundred thousand and be like oh uh, i don't want any more now or you're not going to a lot of people think oh once i hit 10k i'll not want any more and then it's 20k then it's 50k it then it's 100k it's a never ending cycle but then people will go the complete opposite direction. Like, oh, followers don't matter. I'm not thinking about it. It's all like followers show that you're moving in the, in the right direction, but you can't get emotionally attached. Like you can't be like, oh, I'll be happy once I get X amount of followers. That's not what it's all about. But then, as I said, when people are all like, oh no, just don't focus on followers at all. Like if you have more followers, there's more people coming in. It shows that your content's doing well. So yeah. it, a lot of the time it's quite nuanced and it comes down to removing the emotional attachment, but seeing other people doing well and then using that as inspiration to move in the right direction, even though you know that, it's not a certain amount of followers that's going to make you happy. It's just the movement in the right direction and the actual process of it. Definitely. Like, uh, one thing, obviously, there now, I've kind of stalled out for a little while, but and it's kind of frying my head at the moment. So, like, I'm like, right, what do we need to do here now? Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And you need to kind of come... Uh, for me, it's not the number. It's not the number that's annoying part. It's that it's kind of, like, stalled yes. out of shit. You yes, know what I mean? exactly. Yeah, like, uh, it'd be the same thing if it was at a million. In my, mm-hmm. I, I actually probably think that that's the reality of it because mm-hmm. when I was, let's say, slowing down... If I slowed down for a minute at 10K, I was like, oh, shit, we need to sign this art something here now. Yeah. It's the same thing no matter where you go, you know? I don't think there's anything really wrong with that. Um it's There, there is a line, isn't there? Like, there, yeah. it, there's, there's a part where you just can't get extremely emotionally attached but you do need to then yeah put your actions to align with getting yeah to come i know back up i know like you're you're always going to want to be moving the right direction i always said to people like i would rather an account with zero followers that can that can grow than an account with five million mm-hmm. followers that has no more right. potential for growth because for me that's just boring so it's human nature to want to move in the right direction but when you take a step back from it for a second and even though it can be frustrating at the minute you've got 150,000 followers Hmm. the the majority of the top uh, pts in the world don't have that many followers and you're able you've built a following in the past year that's going to serve you for the rest of your life and Hmm. when you branch off into other things like online coaching there's so much opportunity from a following and by the time you're, you're 30 40 50 you might not be 
PTN people or online coaching people, but you will still be using your social media for in some way, shape or form. So even though it can be frustrating, like you've built that following in the space of a year because yeah. social media is so mental at the minute, that's literally going to serve you for the rest of your life. So when you were talking about your story, you got to the stage where you were working with me, you'd signed up with me. So what what happened after that? How fast did you grow? What, what happened with business? Were you still in-person coaching? Mm, so yeah, that was probably, I suppose we started really the first week of December and straight away you just got, got the ball rolling and you had said five times a day, we, we, we are sorry, five times a week we'll start posting and yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ, how will I manage all this? I have about 45 <laughs> hours in the gym floor as well to do, like maybe at the time I only had maybe like 10 online clients of that. Mm-hmm. Um, So like I was actually flat out realistically, but mm-hmm. then when I had like one done, I, like I had so much information because I was at the time where... I was never after really putting out much content at all. So like I had all this information. So then I was after putting up one, putting up two. And then I saw they're kind of doing, they're actually doing fairly decent. I was getting a bit of feedback from them. And then I just automatically started doing more. And then we got to a point where after probably, I'd say two or three weeks, we were nearly five times a day and nearly like posting, to be yeah. honest, like three to five times a day. Mm-hmm. And I probably after maybe three-ish weeks, I'd say I kind of hit the thousand mark. And then it was like a snowball effect. Mm-hmm. I had maybe there was a gap of maybe another two, three weeks when I hit 10K and it started just kind of rocketing up. And this is all on TikTok. There was nothing happening really on Instagram as such for, for a good while. Um, But basically what I was doing, I was still working in person at this time, still working in person at the time. So I was posting all of this. So this was going into January, into February. I think around February time, I hit maybe around 30K on TikTok. Instagram was still fairly slow. But at the time we weren't really like, Instagram wasn't, I don't know, was it as good as it is now? And maybe I'm wrong in that. Yeah, no, Instagram Instagram was always harder than TikTok. TikTok was like, TikTok was like this new thing for anyone that doesn't know. And for the first time in social media history, apart from really YouTube, which is really hard to grow on, the likes of like Instagram and Facebook, every time you post someone, it's going out to your friends and family. And if you want other people to see that, you need to make shareable content. So people share it to their stories mm. and things and then more people see it. But for the first time ever, TikTok's sole focus on short form content was people that weren't even following you. So every video that you put out was going out to a new audience and say, especially at the start of TikTok, like people were blowing up all the time yeah. because there was so many people consuming on the app and not as many people creating. So nearly like any half decent video was going viral. So this is why people were blowing up on TikTok and then Instagram seen this. And you know what actually happened? Um, People started leaving Instagram, being like, "This is fucking bullshit." I post, mm. I've been posting this app for five or ten years, and I've grew the following uh, that I have on that and more in the space of a couple of weeks on TikTok. So everyone was like, "Why would I put my focus on the Instagram?" And then Instagram's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, hold on a minute. We don't want all those people leaving." And then they introduced Reels, and then YouTube introduced Shorts, Facebook introduced Reels too. So now the stage we're at at the minute is like Instagram is basically like what TikTok was like at the start, where all these people are consuming content and not as many are creating it. So all of these people are consuming reels, but not as many people have got on the bandwagon of creating reels at the minute. So there's an imbalance. And if you haven't noticed, reels are basically the, the only thing that's being posted. Still images aren't being posted. So now Instagram is like what TikTok is like at the start. So it used to be easier on TikTok. Now it's maybe easier on Instagram. It's hard mm-hmm. to say, like, because I know people like, for example, Troy, that was blowing up on TikTok, but not yeah. on Instagram. So there's no one way to say for sure. But then the day, TikTok used to be easier than Instagram. Now they're both more on an even playing field and it's still uh, possible to go absolutely viral. 
Exactly. And like for me, I suppose, yeah, I saw TikTok was creeping up and up and up. And like there might be maybe a week or so where it kind of stalled out. But then it was like every few videos they were kind of they were kind of banging. And for me, like there was nothing magical about them. I suppose I applied the blueprint. Um, I applied the blueprint, but they were very, very basic. You know, they were very, very basic, which I don't know would have worked now because I think there's more and more people doing things. You know, there's more and more people doing similar kind of content. And I think you need to be a little bit different now but basically back then like i was actually talking to the camera i did a few kind of voiceovers maybe but like when i look back i'm like how did that even blow up like to be honest because it was terrible like i was actually looking at the screen and i was just literally looking deep into the lens and there was my mouth like i was just it was so robotic looking you know what i mean so for anyone like i suppose just starting off understand you are going to be absolutely shit at the start and that's the reality of the situation you know what i mean you're going to be so bad but it's just throughout repetition. Like it's like Anthony, like you t- like if a person's a personal trainer, they'll tell a person starting the gym, they're going to be terrible in the start, but you have to get better over time. It's the exact same thing with social media. But then I was, I suppose with you and with your feedback as well, we're looking back on posts and stuff and being like, right, how can we make this better? How can we make that better? You know what I mean? So we were trying to improve on it all the time. So with that, just things started getting better more videos started exploding and i suppose from january i even i actually haven't advertised for one-to-one coaching since january i've not once put it on my stories i put it up once after christmas that was it because throughout the content that i was putting out i think it was maybe relatable with people and one thing you said was funny actually because you said on our consultation call actually was you when you started posting tiktok you noticed that you were after getting like seven, eight hundred applications, like uh, with your one to one. You were like, "That's gonna happen to you once you get a few one, a few viral ones." I was like, "Shut up, talking rot!" <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of in the back of my head, like, um, <clears throat> but that's happened, like, and there's I've about nearly eight hundred applications for one to one coaching there now, like, do you know what I mean? Um, so I've never had to advertise for it since. January basically because people came for my content so I never had to message people never had to do anything like that because I think one thing you always said as well just literally put out helpful content expect nothing in return and that's exactly I think what I did at the time so this led us up to I suppose this led us up to kind of February March April and it came clear then and around uh, March April time I suppose that I was like right this could actually become a reality that I could actually move online within literally more or less my first year like um because it's always something I wanted to do so from there Instagram started doing a little bit better about two months before I went to America and that's when that started going up 10k a week 5k a week 20k a week it was all kind of varying a little bit um so I decided kind of a few months before I went to America I just put it by you I said like do you think it's possible here now I might be able to start up a group coaching and going by the audience it was seemed engaged um so went put up a poll would people be interested in group, co- group coaching? Paul did well. And I suppose I launched that while I was in America. So to put a kind of a long story short there, and we'd probably pull out a few little snippets of it. I was, I now have a group coaching where there's 340 people in it. And I now have, let's say, I, I'm keeping my kind of one-to-ones at kind of between the 30 to 40 mark. And so, yeah, that's just literally from putting out helpful content. And that I haven't had to do one other thing realistically, just obviously lots of Q&As and stuff in my stories. Um, never had to message someone. It's all been from helpful content and expecting nothing really in return on you know, follow. Yeah. Like. <laughs> people see this is where people often go wrong. They think that the, they need to join these business mentorships and learn about lead magnets and learn about different systems and things like that. Like, how can I scale my online coaching business? 
and they forget you're working with people and people are buying into you. They're not buying into the fact that you've got systems and you've got lead magnets and you're saying all this fancy stuff. What people want more than ever is just good quality information. If you have good quality information and expect nothing in return, and that's not like, oh, expect nothing in return, but then you'll probably get a six-figure business off the back of it. That's genuinely expect nothing in return because at the start, I was six, seven months posting. Uh, yeah, probably about six months posting and wasn't making any money off it. Didn't even have any, any clients or anything like that because I was just trying to help people. So that's the thing. You can be successful if you do these short-term things. For example, um, like you can build a six-figure business by like reaching out to loads of people on a daily basis, cold messaging people, constantly doing polls, constantly trying to get people on the sales calls, selling them into the really high-tech coaching. But at the end of the day, see if you want to be ultra successful and want to build a business that feels good to you. Like it doesn't feel good yeah. to be to be messaging people every single day. Hey champ, thanks for the follow. Uh, if you have fitness questions, just trying to get people on calls. What really feels good is waking up every day and, and making social media content and just trying to help hundreds of thousands, millions of people and then having people come to you because they mm -hmm. want to work with you and then having so many people come to you and want to work with you that you can't even cater for all of them and then you have to uh, launch different services. But see if you take the short-term route at the start, burning through your audience, messaging every single person that follows you, asking them if they want to jump on a call and things like that and just expect everything in return and deliver nothing at all. You need to expect nothing in return and deliver everything. Put as much free content out there as possible and then people will, will know you people will connect with you and then they'll come to you it's the same way like i've started this social circle podcast like i want to help people and bring uh people on that have been successful so i can give people free information i'm not going to be messaging everyone that follows the social circle page yeah. being like oh hey, hey thanks for the follow uh, do you want to jump on a call so you, like no fuck that i'll put out good quality information people know that you're not talking shit because especially when you're on long form content and things like that people can be a, a judge of your character so see just by putting out this quality information then people come to you, but people want the short-term result. And this is why this is why business mentors, like see if anyone's ever considered joining a business mentorship. I have nothing against business mentorships, but mm -hmm. this is exactly what they'll tell you to do. If I joined a business mentorship at the start, it would have absolutely ruined me. I would have had nowhere near the success that I have mm -hmm. now because they would have been telling me, you're charging too little. You need to start taxing way more people. You need to be outreaching to people. Stop, spot, stop spending so much time making content. You need to be spending more time on sales calls, more time booking calls. When in reality, the best thing that I done was go through that period of doing stuff for free, expecting nothing in return, actually helping people. Like my yeah. content, like I'll say it myself, my content changes people's lives, especially the fitness related content. I get messages on a daily basis and that's all people Amen. that never buy anything off me. And then see, once you build that, once you build that trust, then you can be like, right, I can monetize this and you'll have people coming to you. People will want to buy off you because they already trust you and they've already built that connection. Like see the majority of people, they need to be following you for like obviously at this this is a this isn't like an exact this is how many because look you've built what you yeah, have in a year but see the see the majority of people they're following you for over a year before the ban hang off you mm -hmm. like um don't get me wrong i launched my academy and loads of people were maybe only following me for a couple of months but the majority of them people were, were following me for ages and then they built that trust in me and then they bought into the service. It's the same people listening to this podcast. Some of you are going to listen to this podcast for a full year and then you might finally decide to buy into it. But see yeah. if you see if you message people as soon as they follow you and try and turn them into a client straight away, it's like you're asking them for something before you've even give them anything. You're asking them for their money before you've provided any sort of value for free. So I think that's the key thing here. Like, and I'm going to get loads of different people on this podcast. And there's going yeah. to be people on this podcast that are in business mentorships that advertise this sort of stuff. So this is going to be a very balanced approach. But 
in this one, and me and Evan have the exact same approach, we're talking about what we personally think is best, but I think that uh, like I'm going to get other people on that have been in these mentorships and done that, and you're going to hear all viewpoints, but I always think n not very much outreach. Don't get me wrong, like if you're really struggling with clients, doing the odd poll and then maybe messaging people from that, but see this whole messaging every single follower, doing that, it's just, it doesn't feel good. Like, how good does it feel for you that you've built a business that people have came to you and you're able to cater for, you've got like, what, near 400 clients now when you have the community and the one-to-one -one and you've never had to reach out to anyone or, or pester anyone or trying to pressure them into a sale. I kind of, I love saying that, to be honest. I actually like saying that, to be honest, because I'm here more and more people and that I'm getting to know more and more people. And again, everyone's different but i'm just saying the approach that i prefer like you're going to feel an awful lot better in yourself if people are running to you like how it's it's such a good feeling when you see people are wanting to work with you without any effort of you asking them to come towards you you know what i mean you know like you have to put your i think personally you have to put yourself in the in the client's um shoes or let's say the the listener's uh shoes if you're if you're helping someone, right, or if you're getting helped by someone, right, let's say I was listening to, let's say I had no clue about fitness and I was listening to a person who was just spitting out facts every day, actually wanting to help people. I'm going to relate far better to that person than the fella that's just constantly, literally trying to message every single person. Like if someone messages me straight away, whenever I follow them, red flag straight away, in my opinion, to be honest. Yeah. And it's happened a good few times. Like even personal trainers message me like, um, <laughs> hey, hey, bud, and sending voice notes like in Egypt. Yeah. Like that yeah. sounds so cool. <laughs> like that, I, there's probably going to be people here listening, but I just hate it. Like, and I don't yeah. it's anything worse. Sending voice notes, like putting on a real cringy accent, a real cringy voice that is just literally like just... I will unfollow like 100% and I've done yeah. that. And even, I suppose, a very like well-regarded person as well, like you follow and straight away, it's like a, a video, like just an automated video, like in yeah. the end, like, how could that make a people fall for that as well? If you yeah. especially because it's it's, it's you know video. why it's because people get away with doing that, and that's what they teach in these mentorships. But I'm telling you now, see more now, now more than ever, people just want you and they want you to be authentic. They don't want Fact. the automated messages, they don't want the systems that you have in place because you think that they're going to scale your business. The best way that you can scale your business is by putting out good quality information, not having all these different people like working for you and masking people all the time. Like, see everything that I've bought into. Like I bought a, I bought into business mentorships and it's always been like, I, I bought into Jordan Satt's business mentorship because he was just, I listened to his podcast. He was putting out good information. I bought into that. I signed up to Tony McAlevey as a coach because he was a well-regarded coach. He was putting out good information, posting good results. It's all, it's never been someone that's like, you need what I have to to sell. It's always been like, oh, I actually like them. I think that their content's good. Mm -hmm. I think their results are good. I'm interested in that. And then I buy into it. And it's just a much better dynamic than being almost forced into a sale. I just, I don't think it feels good for the person, even if they do end up buying into it. And I don't think it feels good for the, the person that's delivering the service either, because there's no way that you feel good messaging all these, these people, especially when you're being told to fuck off or getting left and red nine times out of 10, because you know what it is? It's a numbers game. You message 200 people, you might get 10 of them on clients or yeah. 10, of the, 10 of them on calls and maybe a few of them into clients. So that's 190 people that think you're a fucking melt now. Like, oh, look at this fool. He's, he's messaging me. Look at the voice note he sent me. It's like, it's not a, it's not a good way to, to build a business in my opinion. And again, there's going to be, there's, this is the, the full audience of this podcast is personal trainers. I guarantee you that personal trainers or or the or do that do that that are listening to this at the minute, but this is not me having to go at you because mm -hmm. see at the end of the day, 
the 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 natural route right you do your pt qualification you have you have a mate that's a pt oh i'm in this mentorship and then they're like oh fuck that sounds good i'll probably join that too you join the mentorship you have no clue about social media you no clue about anything and they're like oh if you want to get clients you have to message 100 people and you're like oh okay i'll do that so it's not it's not necessarily through a fault of your own and there's lots of people that do this cold messaging that have successful businesses but i'm saying for people that are just starting off listen you don't have to do that and i don't think it's the best way to build a business I agree big time. Like I agree big time. And as you said, right, there's there is people who are going to message people and there there's probably a way about going messaging people. But like if 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 literally every client that you get you have to message, I think there's there, there's something wrong somewhere to be totally mm-hmm. honest. You know what I mean? Um like there's there's I know there there's going to be people who are messaging people, but there's also people who are putting out content every single day that is actually good and actually helpful. You know what I mean? Maybe sometimes you might have to message some people, but like if you're having to message every single client that you get on board, I personally think there's a deeper issue, isn't there? Yeah. And uh, see in terms of the, the pricing for your coaching yeah. too, obviously uh, a lot of these mentorships are getting people to charge like a thousand pound, 1500 pound for 12 weeks straight off the bat. Personally speaking, I've never charged this much for fitness coaching. Now I will happily charge thousands and thousands of pounds for one-to-one business mm-hmm. mentoring and social media coaching because Pretty that's different. a that's something that I'm making people money directly from. Yeah. But when I'm especially my ideal client, it's the the average Joe works a normal job. It's not uh, like high earning business owners and things like that. So I don't feel good charging them more than like six hundred pounds, seven hundred pound max for twelve weeks. But a lot of the time, um. The business mentors are like, oh, this is how much you need to be charging straight off the bat. You need to value yourself. But if you're a new coach, like you're 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 only starting off, you don't need to be charging that mo- much. And a lot of the time, this burns through your audience too, because a lot of people just know you at the, as the coach that's so expensive. And the mm-hmm. reason why a lot of the time people want you to charge that much when they're in the mentorships and things like that, because it looks good for them. Oh, look how much this person's made. And if you're any good at the sales calls, you're going to get people to you're going to get people to pay. It. But I don't think that it feels good necessarily charging a, a ridiculous amount of money and again i'm gonna have people on the podcast that do charge mm-hmm. lots of money for for their high ticket coaching services but personally speaking for me and the way i've helped you build your business as well it's one-to-one at a reasonable price obviously you want you don't want to be undercharging like you, you want no, to be charging a yeah. decent amount especially if you're delivering a good service but then the way in which you're actually going to make more money and scale your business is by actually building an audience and then offering a cheaper price point for group coaching. And not only does this allow you to make a scalable in- income, but it's something that you feel good about doing because instead of just charging people more and more and more, you're charging people less, but giving more people an opportunity to work with you and just creating that fucking, like I love my academy and you, you're saying the same about your community. It's such a nice thing to do for a job. So what do you feel about the <clears throat> the, the sort of the high ticket route and then the route that we've went on? Yeah, like I remember before I was actually, I actually had a call, I was on a call with just a person because again, I was, I had no idea really what I was doing with online and I want, I actually had no real understanding how would a person grow an online business. So this was like, this even good before I even messaged you and like straight away I hated what what was being being said, like it was straight away up prices. There's no issue with upping a price to a reasonable amount, obviously, but it's when it's like, my opinion when you're working with general population people if you're charging a thousand quid for 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 12 weeks personally speaking i i I do think it's it's too it is a little bit too much to be totally honest because people like a thousand quid for three months like that is that's that's a lot of money like that is a lot of money and people will be here straight away saying that oh no if they'll their health is the most important thing like 
we all know your health is the most important thing but yeah. there's a line in absolutely screwing someone like you're literally you're you're doing a check in a week let's say yes they're going to message you each week uh they can message you each week yes you might do a midweek kind of checkup how things are going or whatever but like that is not a thousand quid in my yeah. opinion like i know um, like here to put it in the context at the minute uh remember i said i was doing a bit of crossfit like i'm working with a high high standard one of the top crossfitters in the country doing in-person coaching twice a week so two hours per week and i'm not mm. even paying the equivalent of a thousand pound yeah. for three months so See, there, uh, yeah there you go right you're, you're you're actually taking up how many hours a week you're taking up with them two so he's giving me two hours yeah. a week and it's not even working out at a thousand pound for for three months and most coaches won't give <laughs> they won't give online coaches <laughs> won't give two hours a week to one yeah, client yeah. that's the reality of the situation Definitely you know what i mean not. so for me i was happy with charging my kind of my my, my kind of normal amount it's around your six, seven hundred kind of right for 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 the twelve weeks, and from there I was like right, I was getting fully booked, so I could have taken two two approaches right. I could have either started to bring it up prices, bring it up prices, bring it up prices, and I could have gone could have stayed going up because I was getting like I haven't even tapped into I hadn't even tapped into like second fifth of the people that filled in my application yeah. for me. You know what I mean? So the sky's the limit there with the price I could have went to. But I wouldn't have felt good about it. I wouldn't mm. have felt good. I would have been hopping on sales calls every day and having to sell my soul to people. You know what I mean? And just not feel good about it. You know? I and, I, I hated sales calls. Like, oh, especially I hate when you're, them so much. Yeah. I hate them. I it's haven't. Such, it's such a bad dynamic, especially when people don't know the price going into them. Like, I think there's a time and place for high ticket coaching. Like, say if you have been a coach for for years and years and years, and you've really built your authority, and now you're working with people who literally need to be paying you thousands of pounds yeah. to value it, Annie. Like, you're working with business owners, you're working with other top PTs. These people have no skin in the game if they pay 500, 600 pounds for three months, because it's fuck all to them. In that, mm -hmm. that case, I think high ticket coaching Absolutely. is good. But we're not talking if about it's, that case really. If it's like, general yeah. population and things like that, and they're they're like, oh, uh, they they're they're just looking at PT and they're not aware of any price and they're hopping onto a call and like realistically, like that that is like most of their month's wages, especially if they're working a part time job or something like that. It's like, yes, your health is the most important thing, but where where do you draw the line here? Because then we could we could just say, oh, the health's the most important thing. So surely we, we'll just take half of your income because your and health's the most important thing. It's like. Aspect. Yeah, it's it's like you need you, know? you need there needs to be some balance here. And don't get me wrong, this this podcast is um going to teach people how to make money, how to build different businesses. I make hundreds of thousands of pounds per year, but I've never had to charge a normal person like mm. for you know because I've been able to do lower ticket offers, do launch different businesses off the back of that. So just because you're not charging super high ticket doesn't mean that you can't make six figures, multiple six figures, and even seven figures. But there's just other ways to do it and that's what i hope to drill into and again this isn't like i'm going to have people on the podcast that do high ticket coaching yeah. and get their viewpoint on it and things but i think that you you can definitely get to seven figures without having to do it i i just want to educate people on my ideologies and show that all the different opportunity with it yeah like this as we said like this is a personal opinion like so you're you're, you're allowed to give a personal opinion and have a bit of a debate about it like you know what yeah. I mean? and like for me from that, when, it, when as I said, right, I had two options: either stay bringing my price up, um, or else go the lower ticket option, group coaching. And I felt absolutely class about that, right? Because I knew, yes, I was charged, I was charging a lower price point, but I'm confident, and the results, the results showed that it works. You know what I mean? It it absolutely works, and. To see a massive group of people together getting savage results, bouncing off each other, 
actually enjoying it. It's it. I I feel hundred times better about it. I don't feel like I'm screwing anyone over anything like that. You know what I mean? Um, but as you said, there is a place for a little bit of a more higher ticket. But like, I'm not talking about. I I wasn't really talking about that at all. I'm talking about my general population kind of clientele that work their normal normal jobs, etc. You know that 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 they don't have thousands of pounds to to spend. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm. Like, I just think it's good to have these conversations because this is going to be the different advice than you hear on every other podcast that's to do with business and that's to do with social media. A lot of people are expecting me to come on and be like, my name is Sean Casey. I'm a business expert and I'm going to teach you how to launch high ticket uh, coaching through. No, like that's not what I'm going to do. I'm still the exact same fucker that started this uh, two and a half years ago, not charging anyone fuck all money for the information that I'm put out. Just because I'm successful now doesn't mean I'm, I'm somehow like, oh, I'm changing my idea. Everything that I believe in is the exact same from the start. I'm just doing everything on a on a much bigger scale now, and mm. I I want to show people the, the possibilities with that. See for any personal trainers that are that are starting off, and this is something funny. Um, I see it all the time. People send PTs in oversaturated market. I, I Belfast Live done a, done an article on me once, and some old lady commented, "Oh, he's a PT. It'll, it'll be on the dole in a couple of years. That there's no longevity Ooh. in that. <laughs> like people have this idea, like." the fitness industry 80% of the personal trainers fail in the next the first year it's oversaturated there's no point in going into it everyone's a pt what is your response to that like if i took that on board i wouldn't have been, i've genuinely never been as happy in my life now to be totally honest yet number one that i'm absolutely loving what i'm doing but number two then like i'm i'm making a living that i never thought i'd be able to make to be totally honest with you, you know what i mean and if i took that on board money bags <laughs> if, I, if i took that on board like yeah i'd go nowhere you know what i mean like saturated but saturated like the, every everything's saturated like everything yeah. everything is saturated but like if it's saturated with people who are taking to talking a lot of kind of shit and that you know that right if you're confident in yourself that you're like right i know that i'm going to be more relatable than this geriatric here like uh, posting content you know what i mean if you're confident mm. in what you're putting out there's enough people for everyone. There's never been... Obesity is on the rise constantly. Like, Ireland is actually, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it's, like, second in the charts in regards to obesity. I think Malta's first. But, like, that statistic is on its own, like, mental. Like, you know what I mean? That's that's mad. So, like, there is enough people in the world for PTs if yeah. you're actually yeah. good at your job, if you're putting out helpful information, uh -huh. if you're not a person who is not relatable who is do you know what i mean if you're literally just in it for trying to make money you're 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 going to struggle because straight away you're you're you're, you're failed you know with, with, yeah. with the thought process but if you're a person going into it that you're confident in your service you're confident in your knowledge you're confident that you can actually get people to relate to you like i i i i think it's uh i think you're 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 foolish not to if it's something that you really really do enjoy yeah you you know the, the pt industry literally can't be saturated because it's the only industry in the world where the every single person is a potential client. There's not one Literally. person that isn't a potential client for a PT. So if you have the whole world to work with and you're like, oh, there's already three uh, personal trainers in my local town, not something that I could, like, fuck that. Like, if you're good, like, see 80% of personal trainers, and this is no disrespect to them, but they're, they're not good. They do yeah. a PT qualification and then they think they know everything in the world because they're not a PT qualification like they, they know fuck all like the majority of them know fuck all they're not good coaches they haven't took time to learn about client psychology they haven't looked took time to learn about people's relationship with food the relationship with exercise doing things in a proper way they're just they're just teaching what they've been taught on a on a six-week course so that's why the majority of them fail because they get into it 
they get into it as a career, not a passion. I think that's the, like, the that's main what I was getting at, thing yeah. to differentiate. Like, um, they're like, oh fuck, I don't know what to do. I could do this course and then I could become a PT. PTs make good money, and that thought process is going to get you nowhere because then you're going to be doing it for like five, six weeks. It's all like, oh, I thought I was going to be making good money. I could make more money doing this other job. It's all like, obviously you're not making money because you're fucking shit and you don't want to help people. Obviously, 80% of personal trainers are going to fail after their first year because most of them don't have a fucking clue and most of them are in it for the complete wrong reasons. You can make a lot of money. Like, I'm like, I make money that I thought would never even be possible, but mm. it's not from wanting to make money, it's from wanting to help people and then wanting to do that on a bigger scale and then launching different things and being like, oh, I can do this. And then I have a good business head. So I see opportunity, like see everything. I've monetized everything. My coaching, I post recipes, monetize that. I, I literally grew in social media. Oh, I can monetize that as well. Making money is not a bad thing. Wanting to make money is not bad. But if you're getting into something only. for the sole purpose as, as the only thing that you want to do is make money, you need to have a passion behind it because if you don't, you're, you're, you're not going to succeed at all. And that's what we were chatting about at the very, very start there as well. Like, as you said, right, you got into it. And I actually, I actually remember I probably listened to your first ever podcast as well. And you are literally just, you sound like just a passionate fella. You, as you said, mm -hmm. you want to make money for about seven or six, seven months, whatever it was. And for me as well, I was getting into it. I was literally at a loss, probably going to be for probably a year. But I just was like, right, if I can just, just chip away here, I'll be in something that I enjoy doing. I'm not going to be miserable. I'm not going to be affecting my head. You know what I mean? You're going to feel you're, you're straight away in it for the right reasons. And I think that is the first thing that people need to ask themselves. Do they actually like what they're doing? Do they actually like helping people? Do they, do, do they think they're even going to like working with people? Because some people, some people will get into fitness, right? And they will be just get fucking massive themselves and they'll get into serious shape themselves. Then when they start working with people, they're going to start seeing the real world problems that people mm -hmm. face on a daily basis. They're going to have to start dealing with people's jobs who are like, let's say a person's extremely stressed or job, extremely stressed with family. You know what I mean? You're going to have to, it's, it's a lot of mindset stuff as well that you need to try and just, you need to be, you need to be able to relate to a person and to not just think that the only thing that they need to care about is the gym or is their nutrition because they're not, they don't have the same time as we have in regards to nutrition or to training. You know what I mean? And I think that's where one thing, a lot of, uh, that's where people fail a lot. Like I see so often now, like people, personal trainers be like, no, you don't want it enough. You don't want it enough. You need to work harder and all this. Fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Like straight away, if a person sees that, right. If a general pop, if a mother of three sees that scroll on, that's the yeah. fact of the matter. And people need to understand that that is like the majority of the clientele that most people are going to be working with is that mm. type of general population person. So you have to understand lifestyle factors that, that people go through. That, as you said, looking deeper into relationship with food, looking deeper into uh, why a person might not like going to the gym five days a week. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and, and if a person can actually put a bit of effort into learning about all this stuff, they're then going to be putting out information that people are actually going to be like, you know what, this lad understands me. You know what I mean? Oftentimes people post our comments on my um stories, right? Uh, or on my posts, on my reels. And it'd be like, one of them the other day was, I'd love to bring you around in my pocket. Um, <laughs> I'd love to bring you around in my pocket. I'd love to, uh, uh, you're, you, you sound like you're reading my mind. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. the, that's just from trying to understand people. You know what I mean? You, and then you know what I think? You know what I think is an issue with a lot of personal trainers? They think that they're a level above people. Mm. And then if you're coming to me, you're coming to get results. You're only coming to me if you're going to work hard. You're going to do exactly what I say. It's like, no, lad. 
chill no. the fuck out here. If you want this to be a really successful life. personal trainer, online coach, whatever it happens to be, you need to level with people. You need to show that you have empathy. You need to show mm-hmm. that you have understanding for them for their circumstances. See people that say, oh, if you're overweight, you're just lazy. You're a piece of shit, etc." You come to me, I'll show you how to work hard. I'll put the hard work in there. It's like, no, you need to show that you actually understand why that person is in the position that they're in so you can actually help them in a proper way as opposed to saying, just do what I say. Oh, you didn't stick to your calories but this week. Fuck you, I'm not working with you anymore. Like so many PTs just get it all wrong, especially if they're working. Like it's different if you're a PT and you're, you're looking to work with bodybuilders, people that know what Think they're getting themselves into. But if you're looking to work with general population, you need to actually level with them and understand them. It's it's so important and it's, it's what people fail at all the time. Like, and you see, you should see it every day. Like you see it every day. Like, you have to be able to be like, right, why didn't this person stick to their calories this week and come to a solution, try and actually guide a person, like, you know what I mean? No, don't just, like, tell a person what to do. Like, try and have a little bit of communication, a little bit of back and forth, like, right, why didn't this maybe work this week? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And to try and come to a bit of a solution that 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 can be middle ground. And there's in the part where there's too much nearly empathy, you know what I mean? Yeah, there has to be a little bit of a line. Happy medium, to yeah. Extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's definitely a happy medium of being like, no, you're okay, just get back on it next week. Like, but if that was happening every single week, a person isn't going to get a result. And a person is coming to you to, to get a result as well. But you need to do it in a way that is yeah. shown that you understand their situation and their own yeah. circumstances. You need, you need, you can't go too far in either direction. Like, cause no. you have to have empathy. You have to have understanding why they're in a certain a situation. But sometimes you have to say to them, look, you need to fucking get a grip here. Like you yeah, need yeah, to, yeah. You need to get your act that. together. <clears throat> because because it's it's not like it's always not their fault or like once they start working with you you need to show compassion understand them but there needs to be that that happy medium of like mm-hmm. sometimes you just need to be told look you're not doing it and you need to do it this week you need to you need to know the reasons why you're doing it see just i think we could talk all day here um and we'll definitely do a part two but we're going to go into a, a podcast for the fitness uh, after this uh just the final question or sort of topic i want to get to um a lot of people want to jump straight to online coaching mm-hmm. and we've talked about the disadvantages of in-person coaching and that like you can you can burn out it's not uh, it's not really sustainable to do in the long term but do you think it served you doing that in-person coaching at the start do you think this is something that uh, uh, people that want to be online coaches they should do that bit of in-person at the start i i do like and i know everyone says this and this is literally me my actual own honest opinion of it like that served me massively, to be honest with you, um, because you're getting to talk to people maybe a shade deeper. You're getting to see different people's, uh, I suppose, people's mindsets in regards to how hard a person will push themselves. You'll get to see a person's different mobility issues, mm-hmm. um, like a wide range of different issues that you're going to see that you w- that you may struggle a little bit to see online. You know what I mean? But when you see that in person, it's far easier to kind of pick it out then when you're working online. You know what I mean? And to try and actually talk in real layman's terms into how you can maybe correct a cue or correct a, or say cue you know what i mean as in correct a maybe a a, a movement squat mm-hmm. a deadlift whatever it is you need to be able to i found from doing that period of time in the gym floor i was a i'm now able like even in a voice note or in a, maybe a quick whatsapp video to actually like really break it down and to be like right fix this with your knee whatever whatever it is you know what i mean um it it 100 has stood to me um in as i said but even with nutrition or even when a person comes in and they're seeing you face to face you get to know more about a wide range of different people too you know what i mean um mm-hmm. if you maybe five minutes before the session they maybe start talking you shade deeper and yeah. it's 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 it has definitely stood to me to be totally honest yeah, yeah without a doubt the, 
the yeah so the online coaching is great it offers you a lot of freedom like i would not go back to in person now but i do think it like i built that sort of foundation starting off with in person too and it's only going to help you understand clients better but like people just i think it, it falls into as well like if you're really passionate about pt and helping people you're not going to mind doing that in person at the start no, it's going to be I something you're, it's going to be something that you enjoy. And then obviously it gets to the stage when you're building a following, you're building socials where you're a bit like, right, I need to shift the focus to help more people here. But I definitely think for anyone listening to the start, like don't be pressured into, oh, I need to be an online coach straight away. Like see starting off in person. It's probably one of the best things that you can do. Right, Evan, where can people find you? Where should they go to look at your amazing content? <laughs> um, Evan Daily underscore Daily Fitness and same on TikTok. So Instagram, TikTok, and then the Daily Fitness podcast in as well. Perfect, bro. Thanks very much for coming on. And as I said, we'll definitely do a part two because there's like I read out like four points before we started this. We didn't even Hard, cover them it? all. There's there's so much and there's so much more that we could talk about. But uh see today it's it's fucking hectic. There's like four podcasts basically back to back, and it's like that all week. So we're gonna get a part two. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it in your story because we're just trying to fucking get this thing started. And then if you have any requests for guests or things like that that you think would be good to come on, even if they're not fitness related, message me on the social circle Instagram page. Evan, thanks very much. No bother, Sean.